Today is September 30th, 2023, and welcome to Read Through the New Testament, and we are late. We are a little off schedule. Yeah. We had a very big event on September 29th, which is yesterday. Our daughter, Hannah, got married, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was wonderful. Yep. But we missed posting the podcast on yep. that day, and we are late for today, Saturday. Yep. But you can remember for class, September 29th was when the wedding was. Yes. <laughs> September 29th. And, um, you know, we're going to make up some snacks for you all. We've got so many leftover cupcakes, we get wedding cupcakes on Tuesday. <laughs> yep. We're bringing treats. Yeah. Yvonne made 900 cupcakes, and probably 500 were eaten, maybe, so we got 400 cupcakes, my guess, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of cupcakes. Anyway, today we're reading Matthew 16 and Acts 20. Matthew 16, as I told you in class, this is the turning point of the whole Gospel of Matthew, where Peter says, you're the Christ. And from this point on, it's no longer Jesus trying to demonstrate that he is the Christ, but everything that it means that he is the Christ. So here we go. Yep. And so again, this is the reading for September 29th. Yeah. Okay. Matthew 16. Yep. And the Pharisees and Sadducees came to test him. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil... An adulterous generation seeks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. So he left them and departed. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, Watch and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves, saying, We brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, Oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the five loaves for the five thousand and how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many baskets you gathered? They had leftovers too. <laughs> That's very <laughs> good. like we did from the wedding. Well, it'd be very bad if we ran out of food, right? That's right. We That's didn't want to run out. John chapter 2, they didn't run out of wine. They ran out of wine, and we did not run out of food. You're right. <laughs> okay, verse 11. How is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Here it is. Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Verse 21. From that time... 
Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. That's not what the disciples were expecting the Christ or the Messiah to be. Not at all. Um, So they were shocked. So, verse 22, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay, now we turn to Acts 20. And we see Paul finishing his third missionary journey, trying desperately to get back to Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost. Which is a holiday. Yep. Uh, Acts 20, verse 1. It's your turn to read. Oh, okay. Acts 20, verse 1. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples. And after encouraging them, he said his farewell, or he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months. And when a plot was made against him by the Jews, as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. So a lot of geography here. Yep. So check your maps. There you go. You can look at your maps to see where he's going. This is the end of his third journey. Okay, Sopater, the Berean, the son of Pyrrhus, accompanied him. And of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby and Timothy, and the Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus. Those went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread. And in five days we came to them at Troas, where we stayed for seven days. Yep, it'd be really good for you to just track down every single one of those geographic references on your map, and you can see where they are. They're all there on yeah, the map. Yeah, just follow, follow the route. Yep, very subtle also, verse 5. Um, it's another we section. Um, Luke says we, because Luke has joined up with the Apostle Paul on his journey. Okay, there's a great story. It's a funny story. <laughs> it's where you were in the Bible. <laughs> on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. This is a long sermon. <laughs> And there were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a young man named Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. Maybe you've had the experience of being in church and being sleepy too. (laughs) And being overcome by sleep, he fell down, and from the third story was taken up dead. It's a long fall. Yeah. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms, said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak, and so departed. And they took the youth away and were not a little comforted. But going going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there. 
so for so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos. And the day after that, we went to Miletus. Again, follow your map. Yep. For Paul had decided to set sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia. For he was hastening to be in, at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Okay, and then this is the most important part of Acts 20, his farewell address to the Ephesian elders at Miletus. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I'm going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus, to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own cells will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities, to those who are with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. And they accompanied him to the ship. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.